When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another edition of the Wolverine.com podcast. This is our post-game version, a little bit late. Michigan Northwestern, and I'm with Jeff Schiller. I'm Hoops One on the Wolverine.com message board at the Fort. And Jeff, uh, not exactly how you drew it up. i got to tell you, uh, A, it was a choppy game. I didn't think it was very well officiated on either side. A lot of ticky-tack fouls. Uh, B, uh, giving up an 11-point lead in the second half. Uh, this team for some reason, uh, can't seem to put teams away. We thought with Seton Hall. But one thing Juwan Howard said in the post game, Jeff, that I agreed with was this is a game they probably would have lost a month ago. So in that respect, it's positive, and you got to give them credit for coming back from seven down with five to go. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I uh, it looked like, as Yogi Berra said, deja vu all over again. It was happening, and uh, it got away from – Michigan and there was no way to look like it was going to write itself and then some guys who have been very maligned all year stepped up uh, Caleb Houston and Devontae Jones in particular stepped up and uh, saddled this team and carried them down the stretch yeah and the um, one thing the one thing that you've talked about uh, several times in your game thoughts and in on the message board over the last several weeks is this team is not going to reach its potential and it's not a lot of the fixes could come if they get some good shooting from the wing. And that's what Caleb Houston's done. It's amazing to me how much more comfortable he looks with his shot. looks like he's not forcing it. It looks like he's getting better looks uh, and man, he's got a pure stroke. So to me uh, of all the things that have been fixed and we've talked about the defense and the defense is better, but it sometimes it just comes down to making shots. Yeah. And and last night it really came down to making shots because I, actually thought the defense regressed in the second half. Uh, I didn't think it was an intensity problem. I just thought that they had major problems dealing with what Northwestern does, all the uh, the dribble handoffs, all the off-ball action. Uh, uh, lots of guys got lost and Northwestern took advantage of it. And uh, maybe that's just not a good name for Hunter, but uh, – he did not play well defensively. Uh, he can't guard Nance because Nance is too mobile on the perimeter. He can't guard uh, Barrett's because Barrett's is a, a pick and pop three and takes Hunter away from the basket. And the guy it looks like, or you think he'd be able to guard, which is young, is a guy who is sort of an old school footwork uh, uh, type of guy who uh, is, is able to take advantage of Hunter's lack of quickness uh the young is what uh will shatter is going to become albeit i think shatter may be better because i think he's a better shooter but that's the kind of he is a footwork guy a guy who can dribble into shots and uh and make life difficult for big men and hunter just could not guard anybody last night yeah, I like the better with cheddar uh, phrase, by the way. That's going to get some play here down the stretch. So uh, they, they will redshirt him this year. But uh, I'm going to 
I'm just going to get to this later, but I'm going to get to it now just because it kind of it's a segue here to Michigan State. What's the matchup like with Michigan and Michigan State in that respect defensively? Uh, how do they differ from Northwestern? You said there were some matchups that you didn't like. What do you like and not like about Michigan's matchup with Michigan State? Uh, it depends on who Michigan State's playing at any particular time. If they go with the string lineup, if they go with uh, Bingham and Hauser uh, or Malik Hall, that's going to cause some issues simply because those guys can all shoot from the perimeter and taking Dickinson away from near the basket may cause some issues. Uh, when Barbell comes in the game, that's a much more comfortable matchup for Michigan. Obviously, if Suzoko comes into the game, that's an even more comfortable matchup. But you're going to see Michigan State get some shots from bigs on pick and pops and things of that sort. And uh, if they make them, it could be a difficult game. And if they don't make them, it could be. I think, think Diabate is fully capable of handling any of those guys uh, if he doesn't fall trouble, which he's prone to. But Hunter is going to have an issue. On the other hand, I don't know who on Michigan State is physically solid enough other than Marble to, to bump with Hunter. And I think that's going to be a positive matchup on that. I think you could see that could be a game where both teams score more than they primarily score. You expect them to try to double uh, or, or uh, at least dig on, on Dickinson a little bit? Probably dig more than double, but they will do it. Uh, and they're going to make uh, guys – uh, like Houston and other people on the team beat them for the perimeter. Uh, they start out playing him uh, straight, but I just don't know who they've got on their starting lineup. Bingham gives up 50 pounds to Dickinson. Uh, Hauser gives up four or five inches, isn't particularly good defensively, and doesn't move all that well. So unless they're going to play marble and try and do what Northwestern did last night, which is take the 6'7", 230-pound guy, Williams, and just lean on him all night. Uh, I think they're going to have to double or Hunter's going to have to field it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they play it. So we'll get back to the Michigan State matchup in a minute with Jeff Schiller here, Hoops one on the MichiganWolverine.com message board at the fort. Jeff, um, going back to, to the Northwestern game, uh, and really one stat, and we'll get back to the Northwestern game in a second, actually, but one stat that somebody brought up is that Michigan's actually a negative in the second half this year. And one thing that you talked about with your brother, Greg, a lot was when Michigan used to get in front of the bench when John Beeline was here in the second half and they were playing offensively in front of Beeline, this team seemed to get better. Uh, is that a red flag for you that Michigan's getting outscored in the second half this year? And, and do you see any particular reason why this is happening? Well, it's a red flag, but it's a red flag. There's, let me make one difference between that. Uh, Michigan did, always play much better in the second half under coach Beeline when they were in front of the bench. Right. And frankly, I think this year they still play a bit better in the second. I mean, some of the early games, notwithstanding uh, lately, they played some very good games in the second half in front of the bench. The problem is defensively they're in front of the opposite bench and defensively, this team doesn't communicate extremely well. So the first halves, I think you see this team play better defensively because there's communication from the bench as well as on the court. And in the second half, when you're down at the other end, I think that's part of the problem here is they don't communicate especially well, and there's nobody on the bench to communicate with them. And that, that's a problem. 
And I think that's that's something that's going to have to be fixed because even last night, they weren't particularly great defensively in the second half. Uh, they played hard. Uh, they ramped up the pressure. They were they were playing very hard. But Northwestern did some things that they just didn't seem ready for. I mean, there's, there's reasons why people like uh, – uh, Kobe Bufkin, who I think is going to be an extremely good player at Michigan next year, uh, is not playing right now. He, he does not know where to be defensively, and he gets torched. Uh, Terrence Williams is a guy who is sort of a tweener, and against certain teams, he's great, but right now he's still struggling to play the three defensively, particularly against a team like Northwestern, which is playing three guards. Right. And, uh, and there's there's a lot of times when you're not playing the starters where there are just issues for people who have certain skill sets, but not complete skill sets yet. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how they come about. Now uh, there's been progress in, in the last three, four games here. There's no question about it. I thought they took a step back last night uh, with the way that they handled the ball. Now, something, one thing you have to consider here. Okay. We can't compare everything to John Beeline. And that's something that I've been guilty of too, because you get spoiled. There is a way that John Beeline played where if you're turning the ball over uh, and, you know, with pace and everything else, it, you weren't going to play and, and you knew it. Uh, and it's just different. And it doesn't mean it's bad or it doesn't mean it's worse. If you, if you force tempo, the problem I have is some of the turnovers that they had, Jeff, were just like uh, ridiculous. You can't have the unforced turnovers. Oh. If you have a turnover where you are, it's because you're attacking or you're forcing the tempo or something like that. That's one thing. And we see that with Michigan state all the time. Uh, those Tom Izzo teams uh, turn the ball over like crazy, but it's usually when they're pushing the tempo or something like that. But last night, in my opinion, they took a step back when the concentration, something that they made strides with the last couple of games, and you're just scratching your head thinking, what's going on here? Well, it was particularly in a one stretch. They had 13 turnovers for the game, which is a lot, but not crazy. Right. And I think four of the turnovers were offensive fouls. But of the other, I saw a set after the game, of the other nine turnovers, only two were Northwestern steals. Right. Which means – they're basically throwing the ball away and not even to Northwestern. Right. They had the one late thing where it's tied and Michigan has a chance to take the lead and they throw the ball away on the sideline, 30 feet from the basket, where if Michigan catches the ball, they're in no better place to, to initiate anything. I, I didn't understand the pass, much less, you know, the bad pass. But even if it had been a good pass, it didn't really accomplish anything. Right. You had uh, uh, you had, but you had six in the span of like three minutes. Uh, in the first half, I think there were four turnovers in the half, either two or two of them were Hunter Dickinson uh, moving screens. Right. And I think another one was an offensive foul as well. I think there was only one turnover in the first half that actually wasn't a, an offensive foul type thing. And at the end of the game, other than that crazy turnover uh, and guidelines we just discussed, there weren't many late, but there was one stretch where, and, and they've had this in other games, where they just go turnover, 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 turnover. And you go five possessions without getting a shot. That yeah. can't happen. 
Yeah, and that's crazy. And uh, you know what? It, there's a, something's going on there with the, the moving screens on Dickinson. He's not doing anything that, uh, you know, 50 to 75 percent of the other guys in this league are doing on a consistent basis. Uh, it's like it's almost like they've been told to watch for it because uh, there have been some ticky tack fouls. And I really thought his fifth foul was crappy, too, uh, to be honest. Fifth foul, the, fourth, the fourth foul was stupid. Yes. I mean, the fourth oh, foul, yeah. you just can't do it. Nope, that was on him, and uh, you know. But at the same time, uh, that's going to be something to watch for on Saturday, because you know that Tom Izzo is going to be screaming about it, trying to get Hunter Dickinson in foul trouble early. That's going to be critical that they keep him on the floor. And last night there was absolutely no flow in that game. I thought the the officials really kind of took over, and it wasn't a particularly physical game, Jeff. And that's what really bugged me. Oh, that that was surprising. It wasn't chippy. It wasn't any double fouls or technical fouls or anything that upped the number of fouls that called. It was just they started calling fouls every time they ran down court. It was like they got a dollar for every time they blew the whistle. Yeah, it was ridiculous. So uh, let's talk about Devontae Jones here. And I know he had a couple struggles last night. Uh, at the same time, he has improved dramatically, in my opinion, in the last few weeks. And he's really starting to understand his role a little bit more. And he was one of the big reasons they won last night. Let's be clear about this. Uh, he's picking his spots better. He knows when to be aggressive, not forcing things. And I said, you know what? I said in an article, I said, I think we were spoiled a little bit last year by how well Mike Smith came in and played so quickly. And uh, in my opinion, um, you know, there were some high expectations on Devontae Jones, but this is maybe more the norm that you get a guy coming in here with new teammates and they have to learn how to play off each other. Smith and Hunter Dickinson last year just seemed to have a chemistry from the get-go. This one's taking a little bit longer, but I like the progress that, that Jones has made. He's played well. I mean, he's he's actually played well. He he doesn't look like a conventional point guard. He has some, some uh, he's not the quickest guy in the world. He's got sort of more of an old man kind of, kind of feel to his game a little bit if you want to go back uh 15 years of Michigan lore he's got the Deion Harris old man uh, uh approach to the game but he's passing the ball well he is picking spots he's making free throws he's shooting the ball amazingly well from three despite the fact he virtually never takes them but when he does take them he usually makes them and uh uh, I thought he played well defensively against Odish last night. Uh, he had a few problems at one point with, with Bubui, but Bowie is a guy who takes a lot of, you know, crazy shots, 25-foot shots, a uh, little bit of Jordan Poole in his game. Yeah. And when he makes those shots, there's nothing you can do. Uh, and, yes, he got blown by a couple of times, but uh, Bowie is very quick. And he's going to do that. But in general, I thought he did a fairly nice job defensively. And the last four minutes, he took over. Uh, the three was, uh, you know, he he drove, he dished, he, he did what you needed to do to take over and lead. That was, that was very good to see. And I think people also tend to forget. People remember good things and forget bad things. I mean, Mike Smith was spectacularly good against Maryland in the first round of the Big Ten tournament. And then went one for 11 against Ohio State in the next game. Right. And he was extremely good against uh, in several games of the NCAA tournament, but he was not very good against either LSU or against UCLA. Right. And I think people remember great games and 
compare people on current teams uh, to what their memories are of what other people were rather than what actually happened with other people. And I love Mike Smith. I watched him in high school. I thought he was a great player in high school. He's a great kid. And he was a leader and an incredible player on last year's team. But uh, if you look at Jones's numbers for the year and you look at Smith's numbers for last year, they are not dissimilar. Right. Not at all. Yep, I agree 100%. Um, let's talk a little bit about <clears throat> about Musa Diabate. Uh, here's a guy that uh, when you're playing him with Hunter Dickinson, uh, to me, the offense got a little clunky last night, Jeff, and it, it seemed like they were t- telegraphing the entry passes. It's one thing to play through your big men, and I think that they've made strides in that area in allowing Hunter Dickinson to do some things and find some guys. I like the action when they run the ba- the guard to the baseline. I think that opens some things up. I think Northwestern adjusted. But uh, to me, the ball movement, it gets a little bit uh, bogged down, I guess is the word I'm using. Uh, did you see some telegraphing there? And, and what's the key there? to make sure this offense is, is flowing like it needs to be on Saturday, especially? Well, I think a couple of things. First of all, I thought they had an opportunity yesterday early uh, to, to really cement that. And, and Musa, who is not the strongest guy in the world yet, uh, a year in a weight program is going to do him a world of good. His hands are not fantastic at this point. And he had a shot blocked by Julian Roper which should not happen to a 6'10 athletic guy. Right. And another shot blocked by, basically blocked by Barons. He had another ball that he fumbled along uh, the baseline. And those were three situations where he could have scored in a couple of cases, I thought could have had one and uh, really changed, changed the game early on. This is not a knock on Musa. He hit two big free throws. He was four for four from the free throw line. He's made enormous strides in that regard. I thought he did a nice job on this for most of the game when he was playing. And he does some very good things. But uh, he does need some strength. And I think the offense would look less clunky if he actually grabbed the ball and was able to make moves quickly without kind of thinking about what he's doing. The other thing that I think happened last night is uh, that offense works better if they're both in the game when Hunter's out a little higher. Uh, he was very close to the basket last night, and Musa was very close to the basket on the other side. That's very yep. difficult. When Hunter's up in the high post and he's feeding people or he's dribble handoffing or he's turning around and shooting, uh, Musa's got more room to work, and there's not the digging that causes him issues with his hand. Yeah, that's a great observation. Uh, I got to tell you, this Northwestern team, I've watched them a lot this year. Uh, really, not on purpose. Sometimes it's the only game. I've <laughs> but but basically, basically, what you watch when you have COVID, Chris. Exactly. But I've got to tell you, it's not. Uh, this is not a bad basketball team, and they are in every game. And if they learn how to finish some of these, like they did against Michigan State, uh, they'd be right there. You know, and you hate to say it because um, you know what are they two and seven now in the conference or something like that? But this team has pieces. And I think it's a well-coached team. And I understand people don't like Chris Collins. Uh, I think they run some good stuff. I think they got some matchups last night that uh, uh, they did some things differently uh, where uh, they took advantage of some of the matchups. So, uh, you know, it's one thing to look at it and say, yeah, Michigan escaped and they didn't play very well, but you got to give Northwestern some credit here because this is a team that's been in just about every game this year. They, They, except for Purdue, and even Purdue, they were in for a long stretch of the game, and they had foul trouble. And uh, 
<clears throat> the game got away from them at the end. But that's the only game this year that they've been out of. I mean, Maryland, they could have beaten in Evanston. Uh, Michigan State, they could have beaten in Evanston as well as beating them in East Lansing. Uh, Wisconsin was right down to the wire. Penn State was right down to the wire. Wake Forest, the preseason was right down to the wire, as was probably I mean, every game they play, they're close. Uh, they do a lot of funky stuff. Uh, they have some pieces that are very difficult to defend because you don't see them. I mean, this is a guy who can uh, uh, shoot the ball for the perimeter and dribble in the shots and take the ball to the basket, and that's difficult for a big. Uh, Bowie is very quick. They run, uh, they run that uh, uh, dribble handoff well, and uh, their their big set really solid screens off the dribble handoff. And uh, if you haven't seen that or dealt with it, it's very difficult to play. Yeah, there's no question about it. Uh, finally, your thoughts on what's a key to a Michigan win on Saturday? You and I have talked about this. It's house money. If they lose, it's one of those things that's not going to affect the net. Of course, you don't want to lose to your rival, and we're not suggesting that. But at the same time, that's a tough place to win. Uh, North, Northwestern's win there, notwithstanding. Uh, Northwestern's won a few times there in the last uh, eight to 10 years, I think it is. Probably just about as much as anybody. But um, your thoughts on, on what it's going to take for Michigan to go up there and, and get a victory in East Lansing? Uh, one thing, uh, Michigan is going to turn the ball over, just are. And you have to be doing the turnover battle more than we would have won it last night. Michigan would have won it last night. I think you need to have a situation where Michigan is plus six, seven in the turnover area, uh, at least, uh, because that extra possessions in Michigan State, particularly in East Lansing, when they, they seem to get calls, is probably going to win the offensive rebound battle. So you want to maximize possessions. I think uh, that's another thing is keep them off the offensive glass. Uh, they're they're relentless. They go after it. Get back in transition. I didn't think uh, Michigan's transition defense was great last night. And Michigan State's going to push off every made basket. So if you're not back in transition, it's going to be a problem. If Michigan can make a half court game against Michigan State and not give them countless extra possessions from offensive rebounds, I think there's a real chance that they can win that game. But if they're not back in transition or if they give up a lot of offensive rebounds, it's going to be a very long day. It'll be very interesting. He's Jeff Schiller, Hoops one on the Wolverine.com message board. Jeff, thanks for joining me. Hopefully we'll talk after the Michigan State game. If not, we'll talk later in the week. Uh, I do think it's interesting. The Purdue game rescheduled two games within five days with those guys, February 5th, yep. February 10th. Uh, that's going to be a, a huge stretch of the season. Oh, yeah. There, there are six games in a row after the Nebraska game Wednesday. They, have, they now have at Purdue, at Penn State, home against Purdue, home against Ohio State, all in seven days. And then they go to Iowa, to Wisconsin. Wow. And if you survive that games, four of which are on the road, the two at home are against great teams, and you win your share, uh, you're you're set up fairly well for the stretch. If you get making a hole from that, then you basically have to try to win inside straight. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Jeff, appreciate your time. We will do it again soon. All right. Thanks, Chris.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.